Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. In the My Power, Your Power event we held last year, I was part of a discussion about mixing power exchange and sex. I was one of two for, there were two against. This past weekend, I had the opportunity to attend a class presented by Master Taino, the ABCs of MS. And he said something that really meshed with some thoughts I've been having and made me think that power exchange and sex was not the real thing we were discussing, but instead power exchange and romance. Master Taino said, and I'm paraphrasing, that when you have power exchange relationships with romance, you actually have two relationships, the power exchange dynamic and the romantic one. And that when there is romance and power exchange, the power exchange is the most likely to slide, which I've noticed over the years. I wrote, where does the kink go back in June of 2016? Where does the kink go? It's a common happening. Kinky hurdy fucker meets freaky pain wonder and they really hit it off. They play like Tyrannosaurus fucking fireworks and everyone sees and feeds off their energy. The DS happens and it's wonderful. It's intense and disciplined and proper places and really, really fun, hurdy, painful, scary things and all the stuff of dreams. And they fall in love. And it seems the in love overshadows the hurdy stuff. And the hurdy stuff starts to wither. And eventually, freaky pain wonder gets sad and a bit frustrated because kinky hurdy fucker no longer, well, lives up to their name or their previous behavior. Not only are they not exploring new, terrifying depths of depravity and immense pain, but the depths they have started to explore are left lonely and wanting as they have somehow retreated back towards the surface. Kinky hurdy fucker doesn't really hurt freaky pain wonder anymore. Kinky hurdy fucker is in love. How does this happen? There are lots of ways. Maybe kinky hurdy fucker's drive for kinky play was mostly NRE and it dissipated with time and comfort. Maybe Kinky Hurdy Fucker has a Madonna whore issue and they subconsciously believe that someone they love isn't really into that freaky stuff, even freaky pain wonder. Maybe it's just hard for Kinky Hurdy Fucker to hurt someone they love because they are an empath and feel the pain their lover suffers more than they feel the pain of play partners. Maybe Kinky Hurdy Fucker has social conditioning. When you fall in love in general society, you are equals in everything and Kinky hurdy fucker is just falling into habitual thinking. Maybe it's life stresses and the fact that they are now living together and potentially raising small kinky hurdy fuckers and freaky pain wonders that run them ragged. Maybe it was a role that kinky hurdy fucker was playing and they were never fully confident with it. But when it was just play, that was okay. Now that freaky pain wonder has become irreplaceable... Kinky Hurdy Fucker stopped risking fucking it all up to hell and back. 
Maybe once kinky hurdy fucker falls in love, they move into a protective or caregiving mode. Maybe BDSM is really deep down in kinky hurdy fucker's brain, a bad thing. And you don't do bad things to people you love. Maybe before they were in love, kinky hurdy fucker didn't hear about the aches and pains after the drop and the recovery as much. Maybe now that they spend more time together, that is causing kinky hurdy fucker sadness to think of the pain. And they aren't realizing how very worth it it is to freaky pain wonder. How do you fix it? Well, maybe you don't. But when you do, it's probably with communication. I need pain. It makes me feel loved when you give me pain. Pain is a part of the me you fell in love with. Let's continue on our journey and fall even more in love. Trust me to safe word when it goes beyond pain into potential injury. Use the stoplight. Green to let kinky hurdy fucker know they are on the right track. Yellow to slow things down. Red to stop the scene altogether. This is a good way to give feedback and can be made a part of the dynamic. Make sure to balance complaints about pain and bruising with positive feedback on how amazing it makes you feel even now after the scene is long over. It's a difficult situation. In fact, sometimes all the communication in the world will do nothing. Not unlike the romance and sex dying in a relationship. For me, this is all the opposite of how I work. I want to do more hurdy stuff and sexy things and so on the more I feel. In fact, it's hard for me to do all that stuff well without the feels. But I've been there on the other side when things fall off and it sucks. My ex-husband's Catholic guilt and Madonna whore complex took over when we married and the kinky open to poly guy became vanilla and jealous. Has this happened to you? Did you save your relationship? What worked or didn't work for you? A few comments from that original writing. Slaveheart Susan offered some valuable insight. Thank you, Nookie, for bringing us this beautiful and thoughtful writing. The law of familiarity plays into all relationships, and there must be a heartfelt effort to keep the flame, pain, alive. I share my sir with other women because I know that one woman alone, no matter how much my master loves me, will never, ever satisfy his urges, wants, desires, cravings, and needs. He is just simply not built for one woman's pleasure. That is not the only reason I share my sir with other women, because it truly brings us closer together, sharing a moment that pleases him as I cannot, and the sisterhood I feel with other women makes me feel that I am giving him unconditional love and acceptance, and that is what is important to me. I feel insecure at times. I'm only human. I cannot be 20-something again for his eyes, but I work at it every day and connect on a deep, deep level with him every chance I get. He really is the best friend I've ever had in my entire life, and I am his. All that being said, bottom line, life gets in the way of living. We need to focus on the beautiful gifts we are given every day. Our loved ones, nature, friends, love, on and on. And just be thankful and cherish all that we have and cling to our love and shower those we love with more love than they can handle. 
Thank you again, sweet lady, for your beautiful and kindly thoughts. Steppenwolf honored me. This is going on my short list of FET must-reads. Thank you. Alex DeBear said, I did not consent to you reaching into my deepest brain and pulling my most private thoughts out for the world to see. LOL. Because I nailed it way back then. Exactly what Master Taino said. Two relationships. And if you have both power exchange and romance, one of them will likely be neglected. And that one will most often, not always, be the power exchange. Because frankly, a core human need is connection. And that romance is deep and desired and wanted and socialized into us from inception. We work hard to keep that going. And we are ill-equipped to keep romance and love alive. But we are better equipped than we are to keep power exchange going. Most of us are not raised around power exchange. It's not promoted to us. We don't see it on TV, hear about it on the radio, read about it in love stories, even in the completely dysfunctional ways as we do love. And, and we are taught that love conquers all. So we often think if only we can love enough, the rest will work out. Another thing that came up this past weekend at Test Fest in the author's panel I was a part of was a question to us authors, what challenges do you see in the kink world that you need to write a book about? And my reply was that we need to be deprogrammed to really find our best lives. This is exactly that. I don't even think all that stuff about love. And I still often find myself putting my romantic relationship far ahead of my power exchange. I don't lose my power. I don't leave it behind. I just don't prioritize the expression in ways that fulfill us both as much as I could. And so I have a new personal goal (laughs) to prioritize my 24 seven power exchange every day throughout our lives. And in the past few days, I've already missed dozens of opportunities. It's going to take a lot of conscious effort to make those opportunities happen habitually. In April, I confessed that I set calendar reminders to tell people I appreciate them. Or rather, that I did that to train myself to nurture my romantic connections. I'm now going to start thinking of ways to nurture my power exchange alongside my romance. And I'll probably make liberal use of my calendar again. To go back to the power exchange sex debate, something else I realize is that I enjoy sex as part of my power exchange and I enjoy sex as part of my romance. But they are not the same sex. They have different motivations. They have different feelings. They have different energies. And my power exchange is driven in part by my sex. And my romance is driven in part, by my sex. And for me, personally, neither will survive and thrive without the sexual component. Now, I'm not saying that is right for everyone, or even anyone except me. I'm just offering my own thought processes for your examination in the hopes that 
they might give you insight into yourself, whether because you feel the same or because you feel very differently. And my power exchange is not the same as the kink activities I do because I can maintain those desires consistently and work the kink into nearly everything. The power exchange dynamic is easier to forget to maintain. Like, you don't realize about how often you use your thumb until you sprain it and can't use it, then suddenly you realize it's missing. And like my thumb, my power is just there, who I am. And I don't think to make it stronger or express it more when it's as natural as breathing to me, when it's expected. But for my partner, who wants to feel it, needs to feel it in the way he loves, I have made a commitment to make that happen. So my power is not just mine, but also a bigger, more central part of us. What are your thoughts? Do you mix power exchange and romance? Do you have both a power exchange dynamic and a romantic relationship at the same time? Do you include sex as part of your romance or your power exchange or both? Is your sex the same or different for those things? Thank you for joining me today. If you love this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Dating Kinky. It's built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We're on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Also, find me on the new Moan app in beta for iPhone. I'm Miss Nookie there. T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P dot com. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.